Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. All right, today we got Scott on the show. Scott, what is going on, my friend? Hey, man, doing great down here in Louisiana, Cajun country. So, got a uh, couple of good experiences for you. And um, I think you're going to like what's happened. So down here in Louisiana, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. So uh, you and I have been talking here just a little bit. And uh, I, just to draw the picture for the audience, that you and I got connected through, uh, through Chris from Forbidden Knowledge News. Uh, him and I just did an interview on his show, uh, I would say about a month ago. And I think it was before we started recording or after. I don't think he said it during the recording, but he said to me, he's like, you have to talk to Scott. You have to talk to (laughs) Scott. And so I was like, well, when Chris says something, I tend to listen. So um, I I reached out to you and and you said, yeah, you come on and talk and stuff. And that's literally all I know. All I know is it involves... (laughs) Uh, Bigfoot, Dogman, UFO, and maybe some other stuff. I don't know, but oh yeah, I, I was just telling you, like I I I don't ever show up to interviews with show prep. I I just have conversations with people and see where it goes. Uh, and awesome. with with this, I'm excited about. Uh, anytime anytime you talk to me about Dogman, Bigfoot, UFOs, and it's recommended by Chris. Let's go. So uh. I'm going to hand it over to you, Scott, and let you share with me and the audience uh, your story here. Uh, you were saying how uh, your whole life you kind of had experiences, but you never connected them together. So whether you want to start an early life and work your way forward, or if you want to kind of jump around, however you want to, you feel it's best to share your story and draw the picture is fine with me. So uh, with that said, I'm handing it over to you, Scott. Go ahead and uh, share with us these experiences. I'm excited. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. Um, my experience, actually, the, the research part started in 2019 when I had an experience and I was at our hunting lease in North Louisiana. It's actually in the middle of Kasachi National Forest. And um, it was about six o'clock in the evening and I had a, a Bigfoot and a dog man actually walk up on me. And uh, I'm going to kind of leave it there just for a second to kind of hold you right there. But I want to go back to the very beginning. And, you know, when after I didn't put all these things together until after later on in 2019 that I had this experience that I put everything together. But sometimes when you see things in the woods and stuff like that, you just kind of play them off. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not what it is or whatever, you know. But when I was um, nine years old, I used to go and stay with my grandmother, my mom's mom. And she lived... Uh, actually between Fort Polk and um, between Alexandria and out in the middle of the woods out there. And that's where my mom had grew up and everything. And so um, now we live in, just to let you know, we live in South Louisiana, which is right below Baton Rouge is where we're at now. And there's a lot going on here too also. But going back to my story when I was nine years old, I just go stay in the So this one particular time I went and stayed there was during Thanksgiving. And uh, the weather was kind of cool and everything. And my, my grandmother lived in an old, basically an old log cabin type house. And uh, when I say log cabin, it was literally an old log cabin. They just had board and batten, you know, boards on the side of it. And it was really, really old. <clears throat> and this time when I went and stayed with her was right in the early, early 70s, right after the 60s and stuff. And so um, she didn't really have an air conditioner or anything. She only had fans and stuff in there. And that was it. So this time of year was actually pretty nice. And so it was actually cool. And I'd, I'd helped her out with chores and stuff during the daytime and all that. But when nighttime came, um, 
the old windows that she had were old wood windows with the big metal screen and stuff in it. And so she had the way her old house was situated. She had two old beds and it's one bedroom and the house had kind of fell down a little bit in the back and started sinking into the ground. And it was up off the ground about, about two feet, something like that, you know, and uh, actually the house had kind of started sagging in the back just a little bit. But, um, I remember that one particular night, um, she had went, we went to bed right at dark. And so, um, I went and got in the bed and everything. There was two old iron beds. She was in one bed and I was in the other one next to her. And I remember in the middle of the night, I kind of fell asleep and I'm a light sleeper. And, and even as a child, I've been a light sleeper. I remember something walking around and it was heavy. And I whispered to a grandma. I was trying to wake up. Grandma, I said, there's something walking around outside. And she just kind of woke up a little bit. She said, oh, boy, be quiet. Go back to bed. And so I said, she says, probably a cow or something. Well, during that time, they had what they call open range, and they would allow cattle to to roam, you know, all around in that area and stuff like that. People just had cattle, and they just let them go. And then they would have an old cow bell on it, and it would kind of, you know, make a little noise and stuff when it more clunking noise than anything. And it, they would hear that cow come around. And I told her, I said, I said, Grandma, I, said, I don't, I don't hear a cow bell or anything on it. I don't hear that noise. I said, there's something heavy walking around. She's, oh, be quiet. Well, about that time whatever it was, walked in front of the window and actually did like this, kind of squatted down and looked inside the window, was looking around like this. And it scared me to death. And I jumped out of the bed in my bed into her bed, jumped on top of her, was screaming and hollering, said, there's a monster in the window. There's a monster in the window. So she woke up and she she looked and there was nothing in the window. It had moved by then. It heard me scream and holler. And so I wanted to go home after that. I remember uh, telling my mom, I don't want to come back. I don't want to go back. And she was like, why? I said, there's a monster. He said, oh, boy, there ain't no such things as monsters and all that. I said, oh, yes, it's something coming at one. It was a monster. But I remember it, it, it having some moonlight, and I could see it. But this window was like a three-by-three three window, and the whole head, basically, when it came down, it pretty much filled up that window. Now, ironically, after this, not long after that, my mom, back in those days, used to have what they call a party line. And my mom had tried to call looking for my grandmother. My grandfather had passed away when I was like two years old. So he had been gone for a while, but she lived by herself out there. And she tried to call my grandmother. They had party lines back then. You had to wait in line. Actually, you try to call. And sometimes you would have other people talk on the line. You'd get take forever to get on the line. So finally, she called her my grandmother's sister-in-law, which, which was my aunt, which was um, my mama's daddy's sister. And called her up and said, hey, uh, you know where mama's at? She said, well, she's staying with a cousin. She goes, why is she staying over there, not in her house? She goes, well, I don't know. Call her up. So she called my grandmother up and she asked her. She said, mama, said, why are you staying at your cousin's house? Why are you not staying in your house? She said, I don't want to talk about it. She said, well, something happened and I just don't want to talk about it. She said, well, did somebody hurt you? Did they come over there and attack you? Did somebody come to your house? She goes, I don't want to talk about it. Well, not long after that, they moved my grandmother out. So that was my actually first experience with what I call a dog man or a Bigfoot. And I really, after looking at some pictures, it kind of comes back. You know, when you're that young and stuff, you, you tend to take things and, and get them out of your mind. You just put them away in the back, way back in your mind somewhere. But recently, um, when I after I had my 2019 sighting, I started doing really getting deep into the Internet and stuff and, and looking at pictures and all. And it was amazing that I seen this one picture. And it's actually uh, from a museum that's over in England, and it was a werewolf's head. Supposedly, it's a werewolf's head, and, and they had cut the werewolf's head off. And it's got three angles of it. And that, uh, when I seen that face, I said, oh, my God, that's it. That's what I seen at my grandmother's house. So um, what's amazing with all this, and I'm going to say this real quick before I continue on, is 
whenever folklore and the mythical things come to reality. That's what gets you, you know? It's really, it really gets you, and you're like, oh my God, this stuff is real, you know? Yeah. But then um, skip, skip forward to 2019. I was, um, I'm sorry, 2009. I apologize. 2009, skip forward that I was actually working for an offshore company and just working all the time, didn't have a whole lot of time off. But I've always hunted. Um, I've been an avid hunter all my life since I was about 14, 15 years old. And even younger than that, I had a single shot shotgun. And then after that, um, my dad got me a Remington 1100 when I was in high school and went deer hunting with that. So I've always been a deer hunter all my life. And we always hunted in that same area, but I never seen anything or heard anything while I was in the woods. But in 2009, I was working offshore. My cousin called me up and he said, Hey, are you going to come hunt this year? He said, uh, you know, he said, you haven't shot a deer yet. And it says December. He said, won't you see if you can get some time off? And so I talked to my boss. He said, Oh yeah, you can take time off. I said, go ahead and go. And so I, I, I took about three or four days off and I, I went up to North Louisiana and um, got on a deer stand over there. And we actually have a 40 acres inside of the Kasachi National Forest that we hunt on. It's private land and stuff. We just lease it every day. And so I actually got on what they call a leaning tube. It's a stand that leans against a tree. And so I got up in that stand and um, he told me, so look, he said, we got, we only got this one weekend that we can, that we can run dogs. And he said, we can actually run dogs this weekend. And he said, uh, private and on the, the national forest. And he said, if, if you don't shoot anything that morning, text me and call me on your cell phone. And, and he said, uh, I'll bring the dogs on out and we'll just run them through the lease and see if we can, can jump you something. Now, back then our lease was really, really thick. I mean, the trees began to grow. They had, they had to harvest the trees, I guess, about 10 years before that or whatever. And the, the trees were starting to get bigger, but it was really thick all in that area. And I remember at nine o'clock, nothing happened. So uh, right at nine thirty, I gave him a call and I said, "And uh, I said, look, I said, I ain't not moving this morning. I said, go ahead and bring the dogs to see if you can run something, and I'll I'll uh, I'll stay on this stand right here. But I said, if I hear something moving, I'll I'll get down and, and go toward where the dogs are. So he he came, brought the dogs and everything. He let them loose, and uh, they started running through the woods and all. And I remember hearing something big running, running kind of toward me, but it turned off a little bit to my left. And it, this one particular area we hunt in, it's really hilly. It's a bunch of hills. And um, they have actually our hunting lease is surrounded by what they call a clear cut. And what they do is that the National Forest will actually cut a uh, like a logging road around our our lease and everything. And so it's all the way around the lease. And we can ride our four wheelers and stuff around there. But I meant um, whenever I, I heard that he let the dog loose and I heard this, whatever it was, come running toward me. It sounded like a big buck. It was heavy. And I said, oh, my God. I said, here we go. It was running to my left. So I got down, eased down out of my deer stand and started walking on this this logging trail that was there. And I got up on the top of this peak where our lease had a lot of thick trees and stuff on it. And I said, okay. I said, here's an open area going into the National Forest. And I said, as soon as it crosses over, I'll be able to get it. So sure enough, the dogs are coming at me. And all of a sudden, they stopped. But this thing kept running. And it was coming right at me. And I said, oh, man, what is this? I said, this is just going to be big. It'll be a big old buck. And so all of a sudden it just stopped. It stopped and it didn't move. So I started walking down a little bit down this hill on this logging road where I heard the sound at. And all of a sudden I turned and lo and behold to me, there was this weird looking round circle in the thicket and these, and these, these briars and stuff. And it was just a round circle about two foot and it went way back in there. I said, this is strange. I ain't never seen this before. And when I did look down through there, there was something that was really, really big. It was black like coal black um, hair and stuff on it. 
and then it had the highlights on it were kind of red. It had red highlights on the hair and everything. But this head, it would, what really got me was the head had pointy ears and, and it actually had a long snout on it. But it almost looked like a human head. And that, that's what threw me off. It really, really took me for a spin because I'd never seen anything like this. It kind of looks like a bear, but it don't. But at the time, I kind of had a, I have a, a hunting rifle then, you know, and I have a 30 odd six is automatic. And I actually had a Tasco scope on it, a little three by nine. It was kind of old, outdated stuff. And so I took my scope and I put it up and I looked through it. And when I looked through it, it looked like it had a long snout and stuff on it. I said, man, this thing looks weird. I said, I don't even look like a bear. I said, it could be a bear. But the thing just kept on squ- squatting down. It was just looking at me through that that round uh, hole, what I call a hole that was in the briars. And it was about 30 yards back there. And stick it, you know, so it's kind of strange. Well, the dogs ended up running back toward my cousin and everything. And so I just kind of looked at this thing, kind of blew it off. And then I, I started walking back around. We have a little, what they call a lay down area where they had logged before. And so I walked back over to where my cousin was. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, he said, it, did you see that deer? I said, no, never did come out. I said, stop. He said, stop. I said, yeah, stop between me and the, the dogs and everything. I never told him that story about what I seen because they would call me crazy or something. I said, I knew that. So I said, I just kind of played it off. Well, a lot of things had happened between then and 2019. Like we'd always go scout the area and stuff like that and look for tracks in the beginning of the year and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and quite a few times I find these things that look like some on the ground, like something had been laying there and it was pretty big. It was like a big egg shape, like under trees and stuff like that. I have some low line limbs. I'd found that there before. And then um, just little things like that, you know, and, and then you find these, these other trees about seven, eight foot high had been snapped and stuff like that, you know, and then I always, I never did put all that together, you know, but it wasn't until, September of 2018, I think it was 17 or 18, and I found this one track. We'd gone in in the beginning of hunting season, and we went around and, and um, was clearing everything with a bush hog. Well, that same day, we found a, a big knoll, and it was a bluff that was there that, that was a big hill that we could go between our our lease and the national forest on the national forest side, it was really, really clear down through there. And it went about 135 yards down to a Creek. And ironically, that Creek is called bear Creek to the, to the right. There was, a um, another hill, another ridge went down to come up to another hill. And, and then to the left also went down to a low spot down over there. And, and there was another ridge over there also. So it was a perfect area to, you know, for deer to come across and stuff like that. So what we decided to do was take the tractor and we cut actually a trail between our lease and where the national forest was. And so it was just thick, thick, thick up in there. We just kept on going, going there. And also, it didn't happen until we started cutting. I started getting a smell. And this smell actually smelled like something dead, like something had died. And so my cousin made a couple of passes back and forth and everything with the bush hog. And it was looking pretty good. We could get our four-wheelers and side-by-sides up in there, you know. So it wasn't bad at all. And I, and I asked him, I said, do you smell that smell? He said, what is that? I said, just take a wolf. I said, you don't smell that? I said, it smells stinking. I said, it almost smells like urine, too, at the same time. And he said, oh, that's probably somebody's dog got up in here. And he said, uh, one of the cousins had, had lost a dog and stuff like that. They come in the woods. And he said, it, when he went in the woods, he went and did some things on a hunting lease and all that. And he came out. And his dog never came out with him. So I said, okay. And so... He said, well, go right around the lease. And he said, go back on the other side and just make sure we didn't miss anything. And he said, if he does come back, tell me. And then uh, I'll go back with the bush hog around there and, and go cut it. 
So I said, okay. So at the same time, I went around. I found this one print, this one particular print. And it was like in the, in the pine straw. And it was really, really deep. And it was about a little over, I said a little over 12 inches. And, but it, it wasn't really wide. It was more narrow than it was wide. And so I just kind of, I just kind of looked at that and I took a picture of it with my cell phone and then, um, got back and I, I have a golf cart that I ride around on. It's all jacked up and everything. And so I went back around. And he said, look, I'm going to need some more diesel. I said, okay. He said, bring me back to the house. And he said, uh, I'm going to get some diesel. And he said, I'll just ride back on my, on my, um, you know, on my four wheeler. And, uh, and he said, y'all can go back around and continue cleaning and stuff. So I said, okay. So I went, dropped him off. He come back on his four wheeler and, and he filled his tractor back up. When in the meantime, I began riding all around the lease and looking for different stuff. And I started to notice some other things too, in different areas. And it's, it's amazing how all this stuff just came to me. Like, look at this, like, look at this. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. And I went to this other spot on, on the other side of the hunt lease. And there was another lay down area. So I found, and that one day I found two lay down areas in a print. And I said, this, this is something. There's got to be something to this, you know? So he finished cutting everything. And so he brought his tractor home and I went and picked him up at his house and he'd come right back. And then um, he, he rode his four-wheeler home. But on the way back, I felt like something was watching me. And so we had left the lease. And our, our lease is probably about a quarter of a mile from where they stay at and there where the house is and all. So I was coming back on the logger road and I just stopped. And I remember hearing this thing running through the woods and it was just like, like it was running over trees and stuff. It was just snapping limbs and making a lot of noise run through the woods. And I'm like, my God, what in the world is that? That's a big deer. I said, we got some big deer on this, this lease this year. The whole time I was never thinking Bigfoot or anything. I was thinking deer. So 2019 um, actually rose around and um, it's October. It's the um, opening weekend of rifle season. And so I'm sitting in, my, in a box stand that we have there. And uh, our box stands are on the ground. Some of the, some of the people there in our hunting lease, they uh, had back surgeries and stuff like that. So we, we, we uh, just put them on the ground. There's only like one of them now that's up off the ground and elevated. The rest of them on the ground. And uh, so anyways, I was sitting in this box stand, actually facing the east. And I was sitting, I, t- I got off my golf cart, walked about an eighth of a mile or something like that and went to the, to the, to the stand. And when I got into the stand, I have a backpack that I bring with me and it has a bunch of calls and stuff in it. And it also has a little small pair of binoculars and stuff. And so that I take my rifle and I put it in a corner until it starts getting right at dark. And that's when the deer normally move. And so I was just sitting there playing with my cell phone. And all of a sudden I get this really, really high pitch noise. I mean, it's, it's, it's piercing. And it hits my left ear to the point where my head's going sideways. At the same time, my rifle in the corner starts vibrating. And so I grabbed my rifle and I look and it's like something was moving in the woods outside the left. And so all of a sudden I had myself on my hand. So I just picked it up and said, what is that? So I started to zoom in on the best I could and click the picture. So I actually have a picture of the dog man and the Bigfoot together. So I take my rifle and I pick it up and I said, I said it looks like a stump. But I said, we don't ever burn off this hunt lease as long as I've been here. So I pick it up and I look to the scope. And when I do, Tony, this is what I see. I see this. It looks like a man's face, black, black, black skin, oily, oily skin. And the eyes is what the thing that got me. The eyes were yellow and orange. 
where our eyes are like you have blue eyes or brown eyes or green eyes or something like that its eyes were yellow and orange this was a preview of today's member episode if you want to hear the whole thing head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com hit the join button and become a member today